Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. He's a television personality. He's an actor. He is also the host of iHeartRadio's podcast, I Am All In. But uh, folks around the world know him as Luke Danes, and we all know him as the one and only Mr. Scott Patterson. Give him a star's hollow welcome, everybody! Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? Hi, hi, hi. How are you? So... Here we all are. The big day is here. I'm going to go over and put my coffee down. Hang on. Can you hold on to that for me for a second? Thanks so much. Don't take it. It's so good. It's, you know, then we're safe. See, I know I, I know I picked you for a reason. So listen, thank you all for coming. This is a big day for us, for iHeartRadio and Warner Brothers Studios, great partners. And I want to thank them all for putting this all together. This is uh, an amazing job that they did. I mean, have you seen all of these locations and have you been in the, the merch store? It's amazing. Um, I have a question, okay, for the, I know the girls, this is mostly Gilmore audience's girls, right? It's Gilmore girls, the audience is 90% women, whatever demo you look at, sometimes it's 95%. But how many of you guys Early on in your wife's Gilmore addiction, okay, 
have gone, honey, again? It's like, we, okay, so let me see, yeah, show of hands, all these guys, again? Okay, so then, you know, and then you're at work one day, guys, and you're with your bros, and they're talking about the game, and the football game, and the baseball game, and you don't know what they're talking about, because your wife won't let you turn the channel. <laughs> right? Right? There you go, right? And they go, you listen, Bob, you know, gee, you know, Robinson really, boy, great block, and he... 50-yard touchdown, and you're like, huh? And all you know about is Suki's baked goods and, and Jackson's vegetables. And is Luke going to finally ask Lorelei out? Is Paris going to see a psychiatrist? I don't know. What's going on? And then one day at work, you say, in the midst of one of their baller conversations, you just blurt out, I want Luke to kiss Lorelei. And they, what did you just say? He said, I'm, I, I want Luke to kiss Lorelei. And then your fellow workers say to you, you know what, we feel the same way. <laughs> huh? So I want to thank everybody for being such great fans of the show. This podcast is impossible without all of your support. So I thank you for listening. I know I get a little opinionated. It's just the nature of me. I'm a Jersey guy. I'm just a guy from Jersey with a couple of opinions, and I ain't backing down. Huh? I want to thank my staff, too. You know, you know the crack staff? You hear about the crack staff? They're here. Now, Amy Sugarman didn't believe me that I had a crack staff. She goes, it's just you. You can't afford a crack staff. I know what we pay you. Uh, it's a crack staff. Elaine Espinoza is here. There she is, Paige Espinosa, her daughter. Suzanne French, John French, thank you all for your help. I couldn't do it without you. What do you think? You want to get started? You sure? You want to get started? You guys have to be somewhere? No? Okay, let's do this. Thanks so much. Uh, you mind if I take a sip? This is Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee. They're selling it over there, and they're serving it everywhere. I think you can get a bag. We, there's 500 bags of it. I should have ordered more. Thank you. And here we go. All right. First, my first guest is a woman you all know and love who played the role of Gypsy. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for the one, the only, the supremely talented, the supremely gifted Rose Abdu. How are you? Everybody. How you doing? Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Huh? Is that Can working? You believe Gypsy hugging Luke. Come on. <laughs> hey, let's do it again. Huh? I, I actually gave I gave her this shirt for Christmas. See that? I did. That's why. Huh? Great to be here. Thank you for coming. So nice to see everybody. Isn't this Isn't this lovely? Uh, my next guest. My next guest is, is is somebody that you're going to recognize. He worked in my diner tirelessly he had to tolerate me every single day all day and half the night a guy who was responsible for keeping that diner running i give you caesar aris alvarado <laughs> welcome my friend how you doing buddy come on in huh you know there's some dishes in the back that need to be clean they're clean see that's how good he is they're already cleaned 
Chilaquiles! <laughs> I think we should all do one. Ready? Let's do a one, two, three. Chilaquiles! Good, nice. Okay. Uh, my final guest is somebody you all know and love, survived Paris all of these years. Um, the wonderful and talented Madeline Lynn, Shelley Cole! How's everybody doing? Let's get started. Hi, guys. Hello. Got little waters there if you need them. Thank you. Oh, thank you. All right. So let's start. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So, Rose, let's get started with you. Tell us how this experience has been for you um, since you first got the role. And are, are more and more people now recognizing you for your role? And does it feel a bit iconic? You know, I feel so lucky to be a member of what I like to call like the Gilmore universe. You know, you are the, ni the nicest fans. I feel so blessed to meet people that say, I watched it with my mom and now my daughter watches it with me. And one time I even met a little girl that said, I watch it with my mom and she watches it with her mom and she watches it with her mom and she watches it with her mom. And I was like, you're like Emily, like what's in, you know, grandma and Emily and Lorelai and Rory. It's just, it's very, very And exciting. now Rory's baby. And now Rory's baby. <laughs> but I'm so, I feel so fortunate to be part of this world. And it's, it's, I don't get, I get recognized, but only like in an airport or for some reason, if I'm getting a burger somewhere. Like the people who run registers at specifically burger places go, uh, were you gypsy? And then it's very exciting. I love it. I love it. Aris, how about you? Well, how's this experience been for you from 22, what's it been, almost 23 years now? It's been fantastic. I love the fans. The fans are like, they feel like family now, these fans. Uh, you guys. Um, every time I meet someone, it's always like, they know me, but well, Caesar, and and like like I said, they they're like family. So I treat them as, as family too. You know, I want so them to. So they can borrow money from you. Can yes, you yes, of course. I'll buy you some Scotty they P can, coffee. They can call you. Yeah, they can call you in the middle of the night and ask for a ride somewhere. Oh, and I'll give them to the airport, of course. Caesar's there. <laughs> Shelley, how about you? What's this experience been like for you? Uh, how many how many actual episodes uh, were you in? Uh, I believe it was thirty five. Thirty five episodes. So yeah. how how does this feel? How does this feel for you since since the day you started doing it? And by the way, none of these guys. It's really weird. Have aged a single day. <laughs> like what's happening? Is that true? Uh, well, God, this is my first job. Um, <laughs> uh, in two thousand, um, and I think I started in not the pilot, but then episode one. And, um, and I was there for three years and then two episodes in season four because uh, they were generous enough to bring me back. I mean, we were too stupid to go to Yale, but, I mean, for real. Uh, but it's good. I, you know, I live in Denver now and I teach acting to kids and um, it's cool to just be, thanks for welcoming me back here. This is the first time I've been to these stomping grounds in so, so, so long. No, it's very emotional, isn't it? It, you know, it, well, it in a, like, I have butterflies. It's so weird to be back here in, in, in such a lovely way. Thank you all for coming to so, this. So how many people have, would you say have approached you and recognized you uh, sort of like, you 
you look familiar. I, I'm not quite sure. Are you famous? <laughs> Does that happen to you a lot? Yeah, it happened. It happened to me once at the airport. Uh, the security guy was like looking at my passport, looking up, looking down. Because I know you. I know you. Wait, my wife watches you on that show. <laughs> You're that cook. And I was like, oh yeah, Caesar. Like, oh yeah, okay, go ahead, go through. <laughs> I had this really cool experience in Denver. Um, I was at this little pub and um, playing games with my boyfriend, and we were having some beers, and we were ready to settle up. And they, this, the bar bar mistress, came over with my uh, with my ticket and said, "You, it, it's been taken care of." And I said, and somebody wrote on my receipt, "Thank you for your service. We loved you on Gilmore Girls." And I'm like, "Well, where are they?" And she's like, "They left. They just wanted to." I That's know. A great well, story. it happened to me at jury duty, and <laughs> I really, I really wanted to get out of jury duty, and I got, you know, they questioned me, and can you be fair and impartial? And I went, I don't think I can. <laughs> but I was just kidding around, kind of as me, partly like Gypsy, and the judge actually went, "We're going to dismiss Miss Abdu, and Miss Abdu, please tell Lorelai Gilmore we say hello." <laughs> This older judge, he was like almost in his 70s, and he's like, I'm a big fan. So I'm, I was driving recently across the country, well, to get to Colorado. I flew in from Colorado yesterday, but we we're taking a family Me vacation. Me too. And we, we, like to, we like to drive. So in Utah, I was going a tad too fast. Uh, and I got pulled over. And uh, I did, you know, it's, it just, I, this fear response took over. Right, because and I just was like, God, sorry, I, you know, it's Utah, and the, it's so easy to go 100 miles an hour here. And I know I wasn't going that fast, but and he's there like, all right, and he didn't have a jacket on, which was like 20 degrees out, and he had no jacket on, and he had short sleeves. So I thought that's weird. That's weird. He could be an alien. He could be part alien. So um, after you know, he was nice, and he knocked it down, and you know, it's probably five dollar traffic school for me, um, and. And so when he left and we started going, my wife looks at me, she goes, why didn't you tell him who you are? And I said, what, you think that would have worked? She goes, it might have, you didn't even take a shot. And I'm not a guy afraid to take a shot, I take a shot. And I just, so from now on, I just want everybody to know I want it to go on record that I'm gonna use this Absolutely. to get out of traffic tickets, yeah. maybe, in the future. But I never even tried, so I don't even have a story as good as these guys, and I'm going to shut up now. Um, what's your favorite memory of filming the show, Rose? I think in, um, I don't remember the exact episode, but we were in the um, Miss Patty's, of course, where all the town meetings were. And you guys need to know that if it was supposed to be freezing cold in the show, it was unbelievably hot in real life yeah hundred degrees and if it was supposed plus. to be unbelievably hot like rory's graduation was like june it was like three degrees here i mean really it was always the opposite so i remember being kenny ortega directed one of the episodes oh yeah and sally by the way sally struther says hello to all of you yeah Babette. she's in kansas city she's doing in, a doing, uh, come blow your horn i can't a, get out i can't get out to do the show right so she just went i can do a fireman's carry and she walked up to the director, Kenny Ortega, who some of you know did High School Musical, and she picked him up. She picked him up and put him around her like, like a little fox stole. Like she, and she spun around with this, he's a regular size man, I mean, he's a man. Right. 
He's not a he's, small he's, boy. He's a buck 80 if he's anything. Right, exactly. And she picked him up and spun him around. And I just remember thinking, if I could even be, you know, have one quarter of her, one eighteenth of her energy. Sa Sally Struthers is the strongest human being on she planet Earth. She truly is. Every day, and uh, some of you might know this, but every, every time my birthday would hit, we'd be in the diner. September 11th is my birthday. And oh. she knew I didn't celebrate it for obvious reasons. Uh, and she would pick, she would try to make me feel better. She she'd would pick me up. She would pick you she'd up. Put, she'd pick me up. And I, weigh, I was t going 215 <laughs> at that time. Favorite memory. And she picked me up and she, uh, my butt would be here in her face. <laughs> and she'd go, it's his birthday. Smack him in the ass. Yeah, right. She'd take me around to everybody in the that's crew right. and the cast. And they go, what? Did, did Kenny direct more than one episode? Oh, I sure. So. He directed. Yeah, I, I was in one of them. Yeah, he's Maybe fantastic. The same one. He but did he, a the lot. shock he, on his face when she spun him around, I was like, that was my favorite. He did 12 episodes, and 10 of them were during sweeps. So it's like, I think uh, sweeps weeks were when the networks really did their ratings uh, measurements, and they would, that would dictate how much they would charge the advertisers. So they brought in Kenny Ortega for oh, these wow. big episodes. Yeah. I mean, just wonderful episodes. And we're on the podcast, we're in season four now, as you well know. If, if, if you know the podcast, and we just did a big episode with you. Really? With you and Jess, fixing Jess's car. As he returned, it's like episode 12 or 13. My favorite. I think it's Nag Hammadi. Thank you for your business. Nag Do not Hamadi come again. and the, what's the name of it? Nag Hammadi? What's it called? They know the show better. Nag Hammadi and the what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the Dead Sea Scrolls or something? Something like, some, yeah, something like Some that. great title like But this. I love saying to him, thank you for your business. Do not come again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> great. It was, that was your... That was your biggest episode, and your, it was a tremendous episode for you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, listen to the it. podcast, because we, can, we right, really, we really kind of wax poetic over your performance. We really do. Huh? I will tune in now, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. You know, uh, guys are stupid. They strip their gears. They ride their brakes. <laughs> so, you know, I'll make an exception. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Aris, tell us about how many episodes you did. Tell tell us about how many episodes you did uh, in in Gilmore Girls. Um, I I did twenty one in the original run, and then three more in uh, the Year in the Life. And I have a couple more in there, but they were they were cut. There's like two 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 episodes that were cut. You know, for time purposes, because you know we we do a lot on the show. There's a right. the scripts are huge. Right. So yeah, twenty one and three. I got to tell you, the thing that I marveled at the most was watching Caesar, because Caesar had to be in all of these long diner scenes, and he had to deliver the line, the one or the one, the couple of words, or the one plate at the perfect time. Watch those scenes again in the diner that are long scenes and all this activity, and I'm walking all over and saying things and delivering stuff, and he's handing this stuff off perfect timing every time. You know how hard that is to do? That takes like the Tiger Woods type focus. Ah. So bravo to you. I mean, Thank you. Thank you, you. this guy <laughs> was the wind beneath my wings. Because if, seriously, because if, because if you have a guy there in that role who isn't, who's messing up people's timing, because it's, like, it's a hard job and you understand if they can't do it. But if you have a guy constantly doing that, they're getting replaced. And this guy survived, and these were tough scenes to do. Oh, yeah. They oh, were yeah. tough scenes. It was like doing a one-act play. You know, it's like 10, 12 I mean, pages We long. were really working a busy restaurant. It was an actual busy restaurant. Yeah. Yes, it was. I mean, and then we had uh, Robert serving people, too, at the same time. I'm throwing them out the, the kitchen. You're passing it to Robert. Robert's coming here. It was giving nuts. It to, yeah, it's and, crazy. and consulting with you. Yes. And working with you. Where's this? Where's that? I mean, it was always a great experience because you, you really just wanted to make sure that the scene popped, you know, because you, you, there are no such, and it wasn't a small role. I, I don't consider any of these roles small roles. These are important roles. I mean, every role, and this is why I wanted to have these guys on. I wanted to have these guys on because they don't get the recognition, and they never got the recognition that they so richly deserve because their performances are Emmy-worthy, are Golden Globe-worthy, and we just didn't get that kind of uh, uh, respect, but there they are sitting there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you said it. Shelly, tell us about um, your favorite day on set. 
there was uh, there's a couple. Um, one of them was when we were filming the Bengals episode, um, and and that day when the Bengals were there, and just all of that was really fun. And then every single day on the spring break episode was uh, we stayed. At, at, we actually uh, Louise and I, Teal and I, stayed at the Sea Sprite uh, Motel right there um, on the beach, and we had so much fun. Every and that that episode was a huge surprise because I never expected be back at all in season four and they brought us back for two and that was the last episode and and I knew it would be like my last episode and um, it was not bittersweet it was just sweet it was so wonderful to be um, there and we had so much fun and um, that's one of my favorite like experiences that that's my favorite experience the spring break episode on this show I want to talk about one of my favorite subjects in the whole world is Milo Ventimiglia you got, you got to do some pretty, pretty intense scenes with Milo. Tell us what it was like working with him. Uh, and and, and you, you know who I'm talking about. The guy, he, he never, it never really caught on for him. I feel bad for him. And he's so good looking and he's so talented, but it just, it just didn't happen for him. Anyway, he, he's a dark haired, uh, uh, good looking guy. He was on the show. He played Jess. Okay. So now you're caught up. Go ahead. I just remember he bugged Gypsy so much. Like, Gypsy has no love for Jess, as you well know. So, of course, because I'm such a method actor, I have no love for Milo. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually, I remember saying to him, you really have, like, a young James Dean quality. And he was like, God, everybody says that to me. What a horrible uh, thing to horrible say to somebody. To How say. could you do that so to I him? I yelled at him. I yelled at him and said, you should be thankful. You should be thankful that uh, that people compare you to James Dean. He he was terrific. I mean, he was so I felt like he was so in character all the time. You know, he really was fantastic. And I love the one where you you come to ask. My favorite episode is you come to ask me about the car, and that's where that guys are stupid line, and and I go no, but he had a bag with a, with a dollar sign on it or something like that, right? And that scene I had to hit 19 marks to come out on the um, underneath the car and take the wrench and go over to the thing. And you were so nice to me, but we really got it done fast. But we, that was one of those ones, like you said with him, that could have gone horribly wrong, where we really like... This cast is so gifted, and really, it's like colored tape on oh the floor. Oh my God, you guys, there's so character. much tape on the floor. You have yeah, no... Yeah, you're kind. like, you And see everybody, it. every character is a different color. So you have <laughs> to hit your mark, because if you're like, Gotta if you're standing it. with yeah. the wrench here, when you should be here, the whole thing has to go do it again. Doesn't matter how good your performance yeah. is, it's like, uh, Scott, you missed your mark oh by gosh. about four feet, so yeah. we're going to have to go again. Yeah. Yeah. Liza you know? and Teal and I used to fight every morning um, over which color we were going to get. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm one purple today. Yeah, it's hard. But when you rewatch it, don't let that in, 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 how do you say, interfere with your enjoyment of watching it. But just know that we're all trying to like hit every mark at every moment. Eris, I have a very serious question for you. I want you to focus. Stay with me now. Okay, this is important. Okay. Do you remember what color your tape was? I'm colorblind, so I wouldn't remember. <laughs> You are. Well, like color. You know that explains a lot. How many times did I ask for ketchup and he gave me mustard? Yep. What difference does it make, right? Same thing. Favorite scene, if you can remember your favorite scene, Aris. It's it's a bon. It's the episode Bon Voyage, and we're all here and saying goodbye to Rory. 
And it was just special to me because it was like er the whole town was here. And I love when there's a gathering of people. Like, I love superheroes, right? So, like, superhero movies where all the superheroes get together, that was a superhero moment. It was all the superheroes from Stars Hollow getting together and saying goodbye to one of their own. I love that. Shelly, what about you? Favorite, like, moments? Favorite moment in the entire series that you did. I can tell you my least favorite moment. Yeah, let's hear that. Let's hear I'll that. Take that. Oh. One time they had they wanted us to make out with these guys against the lo locker. I don't know what episode it was. Anyway, they lined up seven background players, and I had to like make out with this guy. They're like, just pick one. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> just pick one for me. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's uh, that's like, ouch. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Anytime I could get through that thick, like dialogue, tongue-twisting paragraph in one or two takes. I'm like, whoo! People don't know how many pages the script was. Yeah. There's so many more pages. It's like a it. telephone book. Yeah, it's like 80 pages of all black ink dialogue. Yeah. And usually an hour script is 55, 60 pages with a lot of descriptive passages for the action. It was like Luke's serving uh, the girls walk in. Boom, black ink. Yeah. <laughs> talk, 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 talk. I want to say my least favorite. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You got it. No. I just remember one episode, the town smelled, did the town smell like eggs and then again it smelled like pickles? Which came first, the eggs or the pickles? The eggs, the eggs. Whenever it smelled, so Gypsy had the idea, I guess, to get our car freshener, air fresheners, an air freshener necklace made out of trees. So the prop department, which was magnificent, but came at me with actual palm, you know, pine tree air fresheners. Now, if you smelled one, you know how strong that is in your car. Now string 12 of them on a necklace. And he's like, yeah, you're going to wear this all day. I go, you're going to wear this all day. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, he was like, well, what's the problem? And he couldn't spend, he goes, well, yeah, I, I, I couldn't keep it in my office. I had to leave the room. And I go, how am I going to wear it all day? Like, there's no way. So I made him go to the copy machine and make fake pine tree things for Gypsy because my eyes were watering. So that was just tree the thought bomb. of having to wear the tree. Yeah, I was. I'm traumatized by those pine tree air fresheners. Uh, the props dudes, Tree Chuck Bob. I just remember those. Tree Chuck names. Bob, yeah. Tree Chuck they Bob. They were great. Yeah, they were great. They really were. Uh, Aris, tell us about uh, what you're working on now. Uh, what's coming up for you? Well, right now I'm really happy to be working with. Um, I'm working with Stan Zimmerman, who's a writer on the show, and he's directing. The Diary of Anne Frank that we're doing over here at the Colony Theater in Burbank next next it's month. It's so good. Everyone has get to over see there. this. It's Locals, magnificent. Local it's people, a, get over it's there. It's our fifth run of the mm -hmm. show. We're, we're doing three shows. Two already sold out. One is left on Thursday the 19th. And it's just it's an important story that needs to be told. And I, you know, Isn't it an all-Latin cast? Yes, it's all-Latin cast. So um, and I, I, I'm really excited to be doing it again. We've done it in Vancouver. Uh, we've done this several times here, so it's it's just I, I feel that that story needs to be told, and we're very very happy to be doing it again too. We doing have, it a lot for kids. Excellent, go see him; he's brilliant. We have microphones in the audience, and let's turn it over to some questions. Uh, if anybody has a question, my name is Nikki, and what is your favorite mo moment, Scott? From my, my favorite and moment? your least favorite. <laughs> Uh, my least favorite moment was any moment I had to spend in the uh, town hall meetings uh, because it was incredibly hot in there and uh, 
you know, I run a little hot anyway, so I, and especially in winter, so thank you very much for noticing. Uh, appreciate that. Um, what I meant was I, I tend to sweat, and uh, I don't like to be in sort of saunas in sweaters and winter clothing and gloves and hats and things like that. Uh, favorite moment? Probably... You know, I had so many favorite moments with Lorelei, and I had so many favorite moments with uh, Jess. Um, I think with Jess, it's the, the, the sledgehammer through the wall. Uh, we'll, we'll, sing, we'll hold hands and sing songs and make your whatever I say. Uh, because it was action, and I very rarely got to do anything like, you know, with very little dialogue and just sort of act. Um, and there's a Milo scene where I tell him to leave. I, I really love that scene, and the there are so many Lauren Graham scenes that I did. Um, I will tell a story, though, uh, about the remarkable talent of Lauren Graham. Um, we had a lot of visitors to the set, okay? We would get people like, uh, you know, Hollywood legends would bring their kids, and they would be sitting in Video Village, and you'd come off uh, the set, Luke's Diner, and they... When they were shooting in Luke's, they would set up Video Village, all the executives, and, and Amy and Dan would sit, and the directors and all that, uh, right in Dosey's Market, okay? So you'd come through the door, and there would be a legend, and you'd be like, huh? You know? <laughs> and then, huh? One day, that legend was Brian De Palma, okay? Brian De Palma is a very famous and very gifted director going back to, uh, um, you know, in the 70s. And... So he was sitting there because his daughter is a huge fan of the show and his daughter was with him. And uh, he sat there and sat there and sat there. And we were all like, God, that's Brian De Palma. Is he going to cast us in a movie? And Jesus, is he here to see us? And it's like, nah, nah. He's just there for his daughter. Um, and late at night, about 2 o'clock in the morning, he was still hanging in there with his daughter. I think his daughter's name was Lo is Lola. Um, and Lauren had a scene where she's coming into the diner. It's just the two of us. It's 2 a.m. She's got a monologue like that. Okay, and so she comes in and does the scene, nails it, and then when you move in for the coverage, you do the you do the wide shot first, and then you move in and do the coverage where it's like, well, in Gilmore it was only like a cowboy, so it was from like here up. Okay, Brian De Palma was sitting right next to the camera, and Lauren had to come in, do her whole bit to the camera with Brian De Palma there, and she went did it twice, was done, and she just went to be. Uh, I don't know how I got through that. <laughs> so that's a testament to how great she was in that role and how great she is. Because that's nerve-wracking. Because that's your, your entire career right there, potentially a film role in the, in the future. So hats off. So favorite moment, probably... The most nerve-wracking moment was probably the kiss, the, the season four kiss. Because we, we so wanted to get it right. And it, we knew it was a weighty, weighty moment and a, and, a, and a big moment for the show. And we just, you know, and we, we knew the Kirk thing was coming, right? <laughs> Nobody else knew it. We knew it was coming, so we had to really suppress our laughter. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's my lows and highs. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have a question for you, Luke. Where Did you ever get emotional wrapping like, A Year in the Life or wrapping Gilmore Girls? Or were there moments during, um, during shooting where you were getting emotional? Well, sure, yeah. I mean, you know, the Liz stuff as I'm watching it now, makes me very emotional because I have uh, personal experience in that area. And I, now I remember doing it, it had the same effect on me, and it was very difficult to get through it. Um, and all of, the, uh, all of the stuff with uh, the moment, there's, there's a couple moments that I remember uh, where I didn't really have to do any kind of uh, sense memory work, where I had to think of things to make me sad. It was just the circumstances were enough. You know, to, and, and, and it's always... There was, it was snowing, I'm with the, uh, the reenactors, and I see Lorelai walking with Max. 
that night. I had to look over and look at it. So that, that was a big, a big moment for me, as I recall. Hopefully for you guys, too. <laughs> Another question? Hi, my name's Alyssa. Um, I was just wondering, like, what was your last day on set like? Like, what were your emotions and everything? Last day, uh, we, well, we didn't know it was going to be our last day. Oh, you mean, so for a year in the life? We, we never know when it's going to be over. It's like, it's not ever over. I mean, I was, I, I was in Toronto shooting a film when I found out the show was over. I thought we were coming back for a season eight. Because we, we were, I was signed for it. I was already signed for it. And I think most people were. Um, uh, and you're in the life, I, I, don't, I don't really remember the end of it. Um, I do remember the premiere in Westwood, which is a big event like this. I mean, it was so many people... Um, and it was so great. Uh, what, what about you, Rose? Do you remember the last day on set? I remember filming the, the last day of the original series, not the Netflix series. And it was raining, but it wasn't raining. It was fake raining. Gotcha. And it was the most refreshing fake rain. <laughs> so I just remember standing there and thinking, like, I really hope I see these people again. And then I remember being in New York. What, what, how much time passed between the show and the reboot series. Nine like years. Nine years. So nine years later, I'm in a hotel in New York at Christmas time, and I get a call. Guess what? We're doing the Netflix. And that was really exciting because I went, I'm going to see my friends again. And that, that was really, really special. Yeah, and you was, guys, are, keeping it going is just, I can't thank you enough. Like, give yourselves another round of yeah. applause. It's incredible. And, and, and the great thing about the Netflix thing is we knew we had a finite period of time right. Three and a half months to shoot f basically four movies. Hey, uh, no sleep, but good. Let's get it done. Um, and we had time to sort of say goodbye if indeed it was going to be the last thing. I know now Lauren is saying in the, in the media now that she's going to sit down with Amy probably over the holidays and they're going to discuss the possibility and, you know, it's, l listen, guys, it's all about schedules, and, and, and so many different schedules have to sort of align. The stars really have to align for something like that to happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm not letting myself uh, hope too much, but there's always hope, right? And, and, it's, and it's a testament to you guys, as, 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 as uh, uh, Rose points out. So if it happens, it's because of y'all. <laughs> Another question. I actually have two questions for you. The first one is, who do you think developed most as a character in the show? And then the other one is, who do you think the dad is? <laughs> I, th I think the person who most developed on the show was, was Rory. Yeah. Uh, because she started at 16 and she ended up in, well, you know, nine years later. Um, but really, you know, that's a show about, you know, Rory... Uh, Rory maturing and Rory adapting and Rory going off to college and Rory at college. I mean, for me, that's what the show is about as I'm watching it. And everybody else is supporting. And I think, I think what Lauren does is she's the best, she's the best comedian as a character in a show I've ever seen. That's in a drama, that's in a dramedy. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And Rory is the best straight woman you could possibly have yeah. because you could see her skills because she wasn't an actor when she got the role. Bel amazingly enough, that's how naturally uh, gifted she is. Uh, and at 18 years old at an NYU film school, never acted a day in her life, she gets this huge role, a massive role. She must have been overwhelmed, yes. 
right, with the amount of work she had to do. She pulled it off beautifully. And Lauren helped her a lot. Lauren really guided her and helped her a lot. So she kind of really raised Alexis as well on set as a professional. So it's, it, it's quite charming yes. uh, to think of it in those terms. And that's how I like to think of it. Um, and there was a, another side to that question. I'm sorry. Who's the dad? Who do you think the dad is? Gosh, that's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Kirk? Is it Kirk? It could, it could be Iris. It could be Iris. You never know. Chewbacca. <laughs> Might be what Chewbacca. do you guys think? I want to know what you, what what do you guys, guys think. What do you guys think? Logan. 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 Jess? You want it to be Jess. But you Jess? think it's Logan. How many think it's Jess? It's Jess? Jess. It's Jess. Wow. I don't know who it is. You want it to you be want Jess. It to be, how many think Jess. it's Dean? Nobody. Nobody. How many think... Oh, here we go. How many think it's Logan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Okay, so right. there you go. The Wookie. Okay, how many Wookie. think it's the Wookiee? Oh, no. How many think it's R2-D2? <laughs> how many think it's Han Solo? Okay. All right. All right. Another question, please. Um, well, sorry. For Scott, uh, first the comment that Luke Danes, you helped me to forge a stronger connection with my dad um, and to understand him better, so thank you. Uh, secondly, I wish the spinoff that was planned and then canceled, first hadn't been canceled and secondly had been about you and Jess, Luke and Jess. But the question, um, there was a really strong family resemblance between Luke and Jess as far as body language, speech mannerisms, all these things. How much of that was scripted and how much of that was the two of you working together? I, I, very little of it is scripted. Um, they sort of suggest... There's a nice song. <laughs> Are we supposed to dance now? Uh, it's yeah, the dance yeah, show? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <Okay>. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, Under the I, did, I, that, I didn't see that in the memo, but I guess... Uh, yeah, you know... You know, we get together in rehearsal. I'm sorry, where is the person located that answers? So we get together in rehearsal, and we, we spend a great deal of time in rehearsal sort of working it out. But then when they say action, you just sort of, your body naturally takes over because you're, you know, you're in the skin of the character. Um, so, yeah, all the little subtleties and nuances uh, sort of, you know, they're, they're just going to come out because the writing is so good. Right, it, it it allows you the freedom to behave. Okay, so so acting is all behavior. It's not really words, but the words are so good that they force you to behave in a certain way when you say them. If that makes any sense. So that's that's that. And and thank you so much for uh, your your very kind words about reconnecting with your father. Um, you know, as time goes on, I'm beginning to realize a little bit uh, what an influence uh, this character. Uh, has had on certain people and they come up to me in airports and they come up to me in restaurants and they and they they say the nicest things so I really really appreciate that and it's very nice and I think for all of us to, to know we've been a part of something that's historic and that is actually helping to heal uh, family wounds and family divisions uh, in certain cases so thank you for your question next question Hi, I'm sorry, I'm really nervous. Um, Me too. First of all, <laughs> Me too. 
Thank you guys for uh, everything. I grew up with Rory, so this is special. Um, Luke, in a Vineyard Valentine, you brought up the idea of eloping. Uh, at the end of season six, you turned Lorelai down. Care to explain? <laughs> I think I fell and hit my head that day, and I think that I just was out of my mind. Um, I, I haven't, in, in season six, I haven't gotten there yet. I, I haven't seen the episodes. Uh, I've, I'm in middle, middle of season four, um, but I'm sure that there's a logical reason, there's a circumstantial reason why I turned her down. Uh, uh, and I can almost remember saying those words. I, I don't remember the scene. Um, but the thing about Amy and Dan's writing is uh, they go big when things are small, they go small when things you think are going to be big. And the, it seems like the opposite happens when you think it sh the other thing should happen. That's kind of the beauty of it. It kind of shocks people and it kind of keeps like, huh? But it's all, there's, there's, there's a real emotional logic to everything. Um, so I'm going to defend myself and say there's a really good reason. I don't know what it is. Thanks very much. Another question. Uh, two things. So how many times did you push Jess into the lake? And then what's your favorite Kirk or Taylor moment? I pushed just once. Um, we did actually 33 takes on the walk and talk before that. Okay. So I really was very frustrated with that. So I went, mm -hmm. and I told him, I said, we're going to get this right in one because I'm going to go to lunch. <laughs> and that was all about hunger. Um, then I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the second question? Oh, what's your favorite Taylor or uh, Kirk moment? Oh, there's so many. I mean, that's just a pot of gold. That's like working with uh, Sean Gunn and Michael Winters. Uh, that's just so many great moments you're going to have with those guys. Um, the hot dog suit was classic <laughs> because it just, it's just him inside. You know, any, you know, anybody inside a hot dog suit is going to elicit a response. But, but Sean Gunn inside of a hot dog suit, and I think one of the great physical comic actors of our time and should get more credit than he does. Um, and more recognition, and maybe that'll come to him one day. It looks like it probably will. He's, ha he's having a nice career, isn't he? Um, uh, and Michael Winters, just, you know, every sort of confrontation we had, because he's such a seasoned actor, you know, he's so tempered, and he's so contained, and he's and, and, and very intense and smooth. I mean, it's just, and he's just a, a very pleasant guy uh, to work with. So, I, it just, it's hard to pick one. Maybe the the candy store thing and where he's, you know, I'm, I'm doing that kind of thing. So just so many great moments with those guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, this one is for Scott. Um, you just, you're such a good actor. So the look on your face, I feel like, is what really shows how Luke is feeling. But to get into character, what did you have to think of to portray so much emotion and love for Lorelai? Especially in moments where, like when she told you that she slept with Christopher and you just looked absolutely devastated. Because I really love her. You know, I really love Lauren, you know, um, and I respect her. And I, and I love the amount of work that she's able to do and the support she gives everybody. And, uh, you know, she was the heart and soul of the show. Um, and, you know, we sat back and watched her just power her way through every single day. And it wasn't easy, man. I mean, the, the workload on her was just... Herculean. I mean, it's a superhero kind of stuff. I have a favorite Lauren moment. Um, we were sh filming the Bangles episode, and um, we were there's two guys who played kind of like just like guys that that Madeline and Louise kind of run off with, and they're in their apartment, and so those actors were there, and Melissa, and we were all there, and it was so late, and one of the guys phones went off uh one of the guys that we met at the Bengals concert and then what his phone went off in his pocket and just started ringing right in the middle of a take and he was like oh my god i'm just co-starring for today he felt horrible and the whole crew was like oh so tired lauren like a pro she just goes happens to the best of us <laughs> <laughs> yes she had that ability to put everybody at ease uh, no matter who you were on the set, no matter what number on the call sheet you were, she, she really was a great number one on a show. We were very lucky uh, that she was in that role. Um, 
and man, what a, what a what a tennis partner to have. I mean, you're you're over the other side of the net is like, wow, she's hitting all these great shots, jeez, and you're like, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't she wonderful? Just just absolutely breathtakingly wonderful every single day. Next question. Oh, hi. First, um, I'd like to say, Scott, I've spoken with you before, and you're actually the nicest person I've ever talked to. Um, wow, my, thank you. My question is for any of you. I'm just wondering what actors on the show you think are most like their character. Ah, good question. Ooh, ooh. ooh. Liza. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's funny. She's a lot like that. That's a version of her that truly exists. Well, Liz... Liz, Liz, absolutely. Liz Torres. Is, yeah. She's Miss Patty. She yeah, is she's Miss Patty, yeah. 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 I, 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 think, I think Sally is. Sally, Sally, right? Sally. But she's an exaggerated yeah. version. That's an exaggerated. Sure. But that's her, but it's so exaggerated. She, but she Liz. does have all that joy and light and life. And I think Milo. You think he has that kind of darkness? Milo is he, Jess. He, he's a little dark, right? Milo is Jess, I think. I think he's very similar to Jess. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I agree with yeah. you. I agree See. with you. Because there, there is a darkness yes. there. There's a little bit of a something real interesting there, right? Alexis is not, they're not a lot like her character, I don't think. No. She's really lively and fun. She likes like underground music. And one time she asked me to go to Drive, what is that band? Drive, drive Dashboard, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's like two hours away, I guess. <laughs> was... If it speaks to you, man, they, you should go. What do, what do you think, Aris? Who, who was most like... Uh... Like I said, Liz, Liz Torres. Yeah. I'm around yeah. her and it's like a story, a story. Yeah. She's, you know, so lively and she makes you happy. And, uh, yeah, Liz is amazing. You know, I don't, th I don't think uh, uh, Kelly Bishop was nothing like her character. No. Right? She was very far away from that. Right? She was just so, she was kind of gentle and. She is, and she's loose and fun and right, funny. Right, yeah. That right. was what my favorite, I have to say, I don't think I mentioned my favorite episode. My least favorite was for sure those stupid air freshener trees. But my favorite probably was finally getting to come inside. James to, Pettit, the James man Pettit. who put this together yeah. for Warner Brothers. Hey. I've known this guy 22 years. Oh my God. He's been a superstar at Warner Brothers. And in my career, this guy's helped me so much. Aww. Thank you, James. Th this is this is like the guy here. Okay, the guy. That's the guy. Apparently, I'm getting a sunburn. Yeah. But you've <laughs> known each other 22 years, but you're still only in your 30s. So how's that? You met I when you were kids. Weird, right? isn't you it? Met when you were very kids. strange. But I love getting to do the bachelor bachelorette party. Emily's bachelorette party. That was one of my favorite up because I got to hang out with Kelly, and then it seemed familiar to me to get to work for her in the Netflix. Uh, show when right. I was Berta. Right. It was so much fun. And I said, maybe like Emily fired every maid, but Berta seemed sort of familiar to her because she already met one of Berta's cousins, which right. was maybe Gypsy. So. And I think, I think uh, Melissa is, is a lot. I mean, yes. Alyssa was all, Melissa was so funny yes. and so personable yes. all of the time. Yes. Um, every time I would see her on set, and we had only one episode together, she, I would see her, you know, craft service or something or a table read. She always had such an interest, like, what are you cooking these days? And how are you? Yeah. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Amazing personality and amazing talent. Um, God, who else? And Lauren, I think, 
you know, Lauren is just a, a really smart, funny, witty, uh, engaging personality, you know? Um, and so I think she just kind of, I, I, she didn't breeze through the role. And she has this capacity to memorize dialogue. We're all, we're all sweating in our trailers going, are we going to doing it over and over again? She's like, kind of like, yeah, here's the script. What do I need to memorize? Just throw the script past my eyes. Okay, got it. Let's go. <laughs> kind of weird. Next question. Uh, hi guys, uh, thank you so much for coming to this event. This is so cool. Thank you. Um, my mom and I love the show. Um, my question is for Scott. What was it like meeting the cast for the very first time? I flew to Toronto to do a guest spot in the pilot and uh, the, I was in a tracksuit for the flight. A, n a nice tracksuit. Um, and um, the airline lost my luggage. And the, the person at the front desk said, some of the cast is waiting for you across the street in a five-star French restaurant. And I'm in a tracksuit. I said, I don't think I can go to that restaurant. She said, no, no, it's okay. They'll let you in. Um, and they let me in. They were great. And so I met Lauren first, and she was delightful. And we had a, um, a sit-down and a drink. And, and, and Keiko was there, too. So I got to meet Ke uh, Lauren and Keiko first. Uh, we all smoked cigarettes at that time. Uh, and uh, here's, here's the story with that. Our first day on set here, day, day one, okay, we're going through half the day, we're smoking cigarettes, and I said, I gotta quit. I'm not gonna be able to do this dialogue. And I said to Lauren, I said, we gotta quit. So there's no way we have the breath to do this. So we quit. Awesome. And then Keiko quit, we all quit. Awesome. The gift what? that keeps on giving this show is. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know? That's great. Next question. Hi, I love you. I'm 17 and I've seen Gilmore Girls over 30 times. So I love you all. I wanted to ask if you have any theater experience and what advice you have for aspiring actors. I want to go into theater and all of you are my idols. So I wanted to see what you thought. Thank you. Very lovely. Thank you so much. Uh, my advice to you would be to study Shakespeare. If you want to be a serious theater actor, you're 17. Uh, Dive into Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, nail it. Um, and everything's easy after that. Sure. Pretty much. Uh, Shakespeare is going to be your best teacher that you ever have. Uh, you just memorize the dialogue. There's a real emotional logic to it. It's easier to memorize than you realize as you're memorizing it. It's chunk after chunk after chunk after chunk. But it, it, you remember it. It gets inside of you. Um, Ibsen, uh, Sam Shepard. Uh, all the great players, do, do O'Neill, do a theater of the absurd, know all the different styles of acting, get an MFA in acting, be an acting nerd. Um, don't do it because you want to be famous or rich, do it because you love to, to do research and you love to read history and you want, to, you want to put on the skin of that character. That's the thing that people cast. They don't cast people because they want to be famous, they cast people because they're great at what they do. So it's a skill set. Acquire a set of skills. You can get the best skills from the best writers, okay? So do that. The first play I ever did was Buried Child, Sam Shepard. Yeah. Uh, Twenty years old. Right. Uh, so Sam Shepard's my favorite playwright. Right. He's, he's genius. Absolute genius. Um, next question. Hi. Thank you all so much for being here. I love Gilmore Girls, but this is just like crazy. Um, I was wondering, Scott, I already know your answer to this, but what team are you guys on? Team Jess, ah. Team Logan, 
Team Dean, and I'm going to add Tristan because I was really sad when he left the show. Uh, I'm, you know, I sticking with family. I Team Jess. Always and forever. I, I'm actually on Team Jared Padalecki because I don't know. Team Dean. Well, just because he is such a, like, he did Supernatural and he struggles with depression really badly. And he's talked so openly about it. And somebody who teaches kids, I think it's so important to normalize that stuff, you know? Mental very brave, isn't he? Stuff. Very brave. And yeah. I, I'm on Team Jared. Yeah. You know, I, I just reconnected. I do conventions and I meet fans and I just reconnected with him at a convention. He's such a beautiful guy. And 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 it, and it's so so vulnerable and yeah. so loving and yeah. uh, he he really is a very very sweet guy and I thought you know and uh, marveling at his skill as an 18 year old hi there's entertainment tonight and there's that's the Wall Street Journal up there <laughs> right no sorry New York Times Wall Street Journal hi guys um, who, who do you th team jazz team jazz I did my first scene as Caesar with him so I got to stay loyal. <laughs> Team Dean, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm good with all of them, but family, sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for your question. Next hey, question. can I? What? Yeah. There's this little boy over here who's had a question for a long time. Can we get him a microphone? Yeah. My question is, if you had one chance, what thing would you change about your character? Ah, good question. <sighs> um, I think more comfortable shoes. <laughs> being serious about that I, I wouldn't wear boots every day I'd wear the really comfortable sneakers <laughs> as, as silly as that is um, no but seriously um, I don't know if I would get to Lorelei sooner um, because I think the way they did it was brilliant uh, you got to milk that cow as long as you can because if you you know and I'm not saying this to insult anybody but if you give the fans what they want they're gonna go away right um, um, but not ultimately. I don't mean it ultimately. I mean it to, to, to ramp things up. Uh, it's an interesting question. I, I, I've never heard a question that insightful before, so good for you. Awesome. I, I just think he was so... I th here's the thing, that, and I just saw this, I think less revealing. And I think the... the he, and you're going to disagree with me, but the vulnerability he showed with his sister, Liz, I would have shown less. And I think it would have been right for the character. I think at that point, there's, you pretty much can't go wrong with the character. Um, but I didn't want to show that much. But thank you for your question. Now, okay, let's, we're going to have to do one more question. Okay. Hi, um, I love you all very much. Thank you for coming. Um, my question is for everybody. Which, besides Luke, is your favorite boyfriend for Lorelai? Besides Luke? Question. Besides Luke, yeah. All right, besides Luke, Max for sure. Max. Max for sure. For me. Eric, this is a big question for Eric. He's been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I'm going to go with Max also. It's uh, two yeah. Maxes. Yeah. Max, for sure. <laughs> Not bad, right? Max. Max? Max. That's three Maxes. Three. <laughs> three. That's three. Um, I like... I like Digger because he's, he's kind of wacky. And, and they're right together, but they're, they're really wrong for each other because they're too similar. They're just too similar. So I'm going to say... 
Max. Yeah, that's yeah. four maxes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, let's do one more question. They're, they're walking around with microphones. You Yay! Hers, because she's responsible in his Hi, um, I'm over here. Hi, my name's Jimena. Hi. Um, I just want to say thanks. It's super cool to see you guys. I grew up watching this show since I was a child. Shout out, Senorita Rodriguez. Oh, thank hey. you. Okay. Thank you. Um, so my question is for all of you, um, if you could have been cast for any other role on the show, Good one. What, what role would it have been? I love that question because I originally auditioned to play Suki years ago. And they switched casting directors, but in the beginning... And I, I sculpt miniature food out of clay. And I told them, I don't cook, but I do know how to make miniature food. And then the casting directors got so into my sculptures, it, that was all they wanted to talk about. So I didn't, I didn't see, and no one could have been Suki better than Melissa. So I'm glad it worked out the way it did. But it was a couple years later, because I'm not in the first season. So I, I feel like if I was going to do anybody else, I would want to be Emily or Gypsy. You know, that's the weird thing about that Suki role, because it was originally Alex Borstein, who's on Mizell now, and Drella the harp player, and you just, at the time we heard Fox wouldn't let her out of her contract for In Living Color, so she can't do the role. She did it in the pilot, and you're thinking, how are they going to replace her? And, oh, that's going to hurt the show, and boy, she, and then Melissa shows up, and it's like, whoa. Oh, Kirk. That's, a, that's such a fun role. I, I would love to be Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Except on the day where you have to wear the hot dog suit. Yeah. In 110 degrees in Burbank in yeah. September. Um, I, yeah, besides Madeline, because I loved playing her, um, I think Suki. Suki. Or, or Milo. <laughs> you know, that character. You know, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Logan. Because uh, it's just, it, it seemed like such a fun role to play you know because you know i just i just want to be in that kind of shape where i'm sitting back in a bed you know with the, <laughs> up to here and going hey rory why don't you come on over here you know this guy, it's just like this guy and and you know matt is the coolest greatest most soulful giving guy um he's the genuine article and i'm so happy for all his, his success and we we talked to him on the podcast a little bit this guy you wouldn't believe the reactions this guy gets, yeah. man. I mean, it's unbelievable. He is loved. And uh, so your, your love for him is well-placed. I'm we sure just, you didn't need me to tell you that. We just did a play, uh, Stan Zimmerman's play, uh, uh, right before I go, Suicide Awareness. And one of our stops was, I think, Delaware or one of his, where, his hometown. Oh, his little hometown. town, his hometown. And right before we um, took the stage... Uh, they played a video of him talking, saying, hey, thanks for coming to this very important play, um, and this is my hometown, and he, just, he introduced the play via video, and everyone just loved it. He's great. He's great. He's the best. Guys, thank you so much. I think, Yay. does everybody know the words to Jingle Bells? Here we go. Ready? And a wanna, and a tua. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh.
slay. Thank you, everybody. The best fans on planet Earth. Love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support. And thanks for showing thank up you. today. I want to thank my wonderful guest, Shelly Cole, Aris Alvarado, Rose Abdul. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. And we're going to try to keep it going for you. Okay? We're going to try to keep it going for you. Not up to us, but it kind of is up to you. Right to Warner Brothers. There you go. Right to that. Right to Warner Brothers. Thank you so much, guys. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S C O T T Y P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.